Bet365 sponsors our podcast and they feature over 300,000 sporting events on their betting app. It's got everything you need to bet on sport. Bet365 are offering a wide range of markets, including first, last or anytime goal scorers. With over 45 million members, it's the world's favourite online betting company. With Bet365 Bet Builder, you can combine match results, players to score, numbers of goals and more to create your own personalised bet. And if you can't watch the games live, with Bet365's Match Live feature, you can follow every moment through live graphics and text. Bet365 is the world's favourite online sports betting company. The app can be downloaded from Google Play and Apple App Store. Over 18s only. Please gamble responsibly. Welcome everyone to the 43rd edition of On The Ball, a Norwich City podcast from The Athletic. My name is Michael Bailey, I'm The Athletic's Norwich City correspondent and I hope this finds you safe and well on the way. We've got that winning feeling. Crown jewels and an Alec reunion. Uh, we will dissect all this and more with our guests. Canary stats guru, NCFC numbers, or as I called you on Twitter, number wang chief, I think. Um, otherwise known as our own Steve Sanders. Hi, Michael. And PA media journalist and Norwich City supporter, Jim Van Wyk. Evening. Pleasure to be here as always. Uh, thanks for joining us, gents. Much appreciated. Um, Steve, how are you? First time this season. Thanks. Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. It's, uh, I can't believe it's 43 podcasts when you just said it. And that's the first time I've heard you sing on any of them, I think. So what a treat. Um, wow. <laughs> well, I think, yeah. It, <laughs> I think it was all right anyway. <laughs> thank you. I, I've been restraining myself since uh, since leaving uh, The Pink and I think where I used to sing regularly. <laughs> so I, I, I must be feeling at home now. Uh, Jim, thanks for coming on. Much appreciated. Okay. Um, it's okay. not your debut because we had you with Hux, didn't we? Over just before Yeah, Christmas. it doesn't seem a last time ago. We were all sitting there in Carrow Road and oh. sitting you know, around a table and then a cup of tea and yeah, so uh, yeah, strange times since then. It's strange times. Now, so look forward. Absolutely. Um, you did say you were going to be wearing your Norwich City pajamas. Well, I, I did, but I didn't want to inflict that on everybody. But I do have my my, my Norwich City sort of you know training top or whatever you want to call it. I won't tell you what size it is, but it was on the uh, it was towards the far end of the rack. So um, yeah, you know. I always call those anthem jackets. So you're officially That's wearing right. an anthem jacket, Jim. Oh, is it? That's Ab- absolute pleasure. <laughs> um, and thanks for coming on. Um, right, well, let's crack on then, shall we? Uh, we've, we've done this format once. We did it in our uh, season preview podcast last week. So we will do it again and for each week through the rest of the season. Hopefully it'll find its rhythm and you'll enjoy it. First up, headline act. Crown Jewels, um, which was in fact the title of my uh, piece for The Athletic on Monday morning. Uh, Norwich, of course, if we say they had five Crown Jewels, we won't all label label them different pieces of jewellery, but what we do know is that one of them was sold, of course, to Newcastle United. Jamal Lewis's move was confirmed um, just after the last podcast, but we all all knew it was happening anyway, so we were well covered off. Um, And then, of course, that left four. Three of them started Norwich City's 1-0 win at Huddersfield, their first win since February. Um, And you can, as I mentioned, read my piece on The Athletic, um, which goes into uh, a bit of detail about uh, those three, Todd Cantwell, Max Ahrens, and Ben Godfrey, who all started at Huddersfield. And, of course, Emi Buendia, who completed his three-game suspension 
um, with that Huddersfield game and is now available come Saturday's visit from Preston to Carrow Road. I should plug right here that actually subscriptions for The Athletic are only £1 per month for a limited time at the moment. It's our best offer ever and that is for everything at The Athletic be it brilliant writing from the likes of Danny Taylor and Stuart James uh, reading how Fulham and West Brom think they've got enough to survive in the Premier League (laughs) bit of a cheap dig there but it is kind of amusing me Um, uh, and of course uh, in-depth interviews with uh, Jordan Hugill which I did a couple of weeks ago and those fondly remember work with Daniel Farker at Lipstadt. I could go on. There's loads of stuff. It's £1 per month for a limited time. Uh, go sign up, theathletic.co.uk, I think is the address. Um, going back to the piece then, um, as I said, we've got kind of four crown jewels. I'm hopeful some of them will stay. It sounds like Norwich are hopeful some of them will stay just through time uh, ticking away. What did you make of them all on Saturday, Steve? Well, the three that played anyway. Well, I mean, quite honestly, I, th- I I think you could make an argument for the three who played being the, the three best players on the pitch. Um, there was a real assurance about all three of them that, you know, we, we know all about this level. We've played at a higher level than this. We know exactly what we're doing. Not in a kind of an arrogant or a complacent way. They, they just looked the part. Um, I thought Todd was absolutely outstanding. Not someone who I'd kind of, um, I wouldn't say I'd, I'd forgotten about him, but I, you know, He's, he's one of those who I, you know, I kind of see Hernandez almost taking over that left-sided role this season. So you kind of think, where does Todd fit? I thought he was, he, he kind of carried the game uh, to, to Huddersfield. Um, and of course, you know, I've said on this um, podcast many times how much I love Emi Buendia. So, um, yeah, I mean, the dream is that all four can stay and it could still be a reality. Well, it certainly will if no one comes in for them, which is, of course, we can sit here discussing it all we want Um whoever leaves will need someone to come in for them with the right money for anyone to leave. And obviously we spent a lot of time talking about this all summer, but you know, it it is an evolving situation. And Saturday was, it was a moment where it evolved to a degree. Todd was a really interesting one for me, Jim, because um, I I hope this doesn't come across as criticism, but to me, bearing in mind how much of an impact he made in preseason 12 months ago, he just looked a little lost in this preseason. It just wasn't much of an impact for him, but maybe they didn't need to be. Certainly once the competitive action starts, he, he looked bang at it, which was, which was brilliant to watch. Um, I think he was being watched during the game by potential suitors, which I heard after the game. And I will confess, maybe think, all right, well, yeah, that would probably help with any sort of motivation. But we are in a funny time of year, aren't we, really? That those, those players all know they are playing for, playing for whatever can come along as well as playing for their clubs. He's putting himself in the shop window, isn't he? I mean, I would be absolutely stunned if they're all still there when the transfer window closes. Otherwise, why spend all that money and, and bringing in all those players who are, you know, cover championship players? Um, I I can't see Cantwell being Cantwell being here. Bendia, Godfrey, possibly um, Aaron's. Well, I, I would have thought he at one point looked like he was on his way to Newcastle, doesn't it? Maybe they'll come back and um, and, and they'll have both of the the, the Norwich fullbacks. But um, I would be surprised if if those guys are still around once the transfer window closes, because it's a strange time of year and with everything and all of the changes that are done. Um, we saw it a few seasons ago, didn't we? People thought they had settled squads and then right ahead of the transfer window, players moved. Um, and yeah, I think we just have to be realistic and, and I would be very surprised if all of them or any of them really were, were still here when the, when the transfer window shuts. But that doesn't mean that the squad still shouldn't be competitive at this level with the players they brought in. 
I mean, I, I think the thing that might create an issue for Norwich in terms of keeping hold of them is the fact that there's this extended domestic window. And I, I, th I think there will be Premier League clubs who may get injuries to players um, who may have left their business very late anyway. I can think of one or two off the top of my head. Um, and will then be looking immediately to the championship and saying, we've got some money to spend. Who do we spend it on? Uh, and, you know, the, the four that we're talking about would be obvious candidates for, for their given positions. So the good news for Norwich, I think, on that front is that they can then drive a hard bargain. We don't need to sell these players, um, but equally we'll be OK, I think, if they left with the possible exception of Aaron's um, in terms of the depth in their positions. So I, I think what, yeah, Jim's absolutely right. We may not, we may very well not keep hold of all of them, but that doesn't mean we're in a, we're in a bad position um, in terms of um, negotiations. Yeah, Sam Byram's. If Sam Byron was fit and, and available, I think it would be less of an issue with Max, but he's out until November. And obviously there's then a question mark of, of you know, how long it takes him to get fully up to speed. So that does, that does create a, a partial issue. And, and um, you've got to, I suppose, imagine that some of those Premier League teams may have those Norwich players on their list of targets, but you know, maybe players from other countries well above them. So by the time the international window closes on October the 5th, they'll know who they have and haven't got and who they then need to go for. And as you say, that sort of creates that, that um, ne negotiating window with, with Norwich. And as you say, there isn't that pressure on them to sell, which is, which is, um, which is handy, but obviously they probably do want to cash in at top dollar. And that does kind of feel like that, that this will be the window <laughs> to, to do that in. Um, I suppose the question, Jim, really is, who, who, where could you see them going? You mentioned Newcastle and Max, mm. which is maybe one possibility. Mm. But, you know, if, if say, Todd is, is the one who's perhaps most likely to, to leave, like, who, who comes in for Todd? And who offers, I'm guessing, minimum £20 million yeah. pounds to even get a conversation yeah. going with Norwich? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that, that's the key thing, isn't it? You know, if, if these guys go, are they going to be like James Madison and, you know, get a regular starting place and then go on and, and, and direct their career? Or are they going to end up like the Murphy brothers who, you know, kind of really not anywhere near the level any of us would have expected them to be? So and I think that's got to be a question for the player as well. You know, are you, is your career better served playing at this level, proving yourself capable of getting up again into the Premier League hopefully, you know, with, with a team that's able to sustain themselves in the Premier League and then look to move on? Or do you take the gamble? Because effectively, all of those are prove, unproven in the Premier League. Because really, if they were really that good, Norwich wouldn't have got relegated, would they? Hey, I'm if not arguing. <laughs> if any of them were really, really that good, Norwich wouldn't have gone down. If Cantwell was, you know, an absolute world, you know, absolute world beater and Ben Deer, you know, was the new Messi, well... You know, Norwich would have would have, would have finished fourteenth, fifteenth. So I think a little bit of realism as well. You're talking about would Premier League clubs want to cherry pick the best of a team who was the worst team in the Premier League last season and couldn't defend? So you know, there is a little bit of that, and it's looking at that kind of level, isn't it, Michael? You know, do you go to? I know Jamal Lewis was was very close to to going to Liverpool, and you've got a feel for him because you know that that kind of move doesn't come come around very often but realistically our clubs around sort of you know Newcastle even Aston Villa you know that kind of that kind of level Southampton which Nathan Redmond has, has gone on thrived in so I think that's probably the kind of the level isn't it from sort of 10 10 to 15 would any of those fit into a top six team like James Madison I hopefully but 
yeah, I, I think it would take a little take a little while. Yeah. Uh, the, the one for me, I, I noted with interest yesterday that um, Leicester played Wilfred and Deedy at centre back. I think Evans might have been suspended from the end of last season. Um, for some reason, I just set alarm bells ringing in my head, thinking, "Well, Godfrey would be a good fit for them." I, mean, I, I don't want to talk it up, but but you know, they're they're the kind of club that aren't going to go down, so they can afford to to take a risk. They 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 like to bring in young players, develop them, and sell them on in the, in the same way that we do. Obviously, they did that with Chilwell this summer. Madison may well be the same. Um, and for that, well, for partly for that reason, I think there's two or three clubs that, that are in need of a centre back. Um, and also I think Godfrey is possibly less culpable or at least have more excuses for not playing as well because of the lack of a, a really good centre-back partner. So, so maybe we didn't quite see what he can do. Um, I mean, I'm not party to the same kind of conversations as you guys, but in my head, I feel like he's the least likely to still be here of the four. I kind of changed my mind on it on a weekly basis, but it feels like Godfrey, again, was brilliant on Saturday, um, is one that Premier League clubs would easily go after. I do, I do. I I've said this a couple of times, I think, that the, the reason Jamal was the one to be sold was because he was almost the gettable one. Because it feels like Norwich are asking for top dollar that actually probably only the top eight-sized clubs in the Premier League could afford. And I just wonder if that puts everyone off. I mean, Leicester loaned Ryan Bennett, obviously, didn't they, from Wolves last season. So they clearly do need a left-sided centre-back, and unless they've brought someone in that I've, I've missed. Um, maybe they see that they need a slightly more experienced one than Ben. But... Um, I mean, to me, Ben is probably the the the, big, the biggest talent, although he's sort of still learning his position, which I've said a few times. I hope that isn't patronising. It's not men like that. He's, he's just phenomenally talented. It just feels like he needs to spend a bit longer playing at centre-back, obviously, mm. to get better. No, it's not, it's but he's, not. he's someone, as, as, as Steve said, who, who, who may sit well and may benefit from being kind of a second, you know, sort of like being, being your, your, your backup and, you know, uh, you know, could, Coming in alongside a more more experienced player, which I think when he did have that at Norwich, which he wasn't very often, he looked such a more accomplished you know player. Even if it's just someone saying, "Look, drop a yard here," you know, step closer there. Things which only come with experience, and which he's only going to learn from mistakes. And unfortunately, last season, the mistakes he made, you know, a few of them, you know, were, were very very costly. And then and. That's with these younger, with with the younger players. You know, are there going to be enough managers out there to take the gamble on players who are going to make mistakes and and, and putting them in, get, giving them a run in the team? Exactly. Um, there's lots more detail in the piece, so give it a read. A final question, gents: If there was one of the remaining four that Norwich were to sell, and you'd be the least gutted about it, which one would it be, Jim? People are probably not going to. Uh, this is probably going to polarise opinion, but I would probably I would probably say Emmy Bendia. Um, I think he's I, I I think he can be wonderful, but I think also there's a, there's a side of his game which proves too costly for the too costly for the team. For every chance he creates, um, his his temperament for one we've we've seen that that was costly in the in the championship. Could have been got sent off at QPR and uh, you know needlessly missed those those key games. I mean, in the Premier League, for me, he didn't really learn. He, he tried to, you know, do a showboat trick on, on, on Defalu and look what happened there. You know, and he, he got, he came back with his tail between his legs. So I think he's a wonderful, wonderful talent. Um, uh, but there's a side of his game, which, you know, I, I just think it lets him down and, and he, he didn't learn that last, last season, which is, which is a real shame because he could go to the very top. 
Taking, uh, taking 10 million off his uh, price there. Jim, go on, Steve. I'd probably say, I'm going to contradict myself from earlier, I'll probably say Todd Cantwell. Um, and I know people have got in trouble on this podcast before for uh, talking off a move for him. But um, I, I, I think he is probably, in terms of the position he plays in, I think we're well stocked um, where he plays. So I think we'd probably feel his departure the, the least of the four. Right, now it's time for things we are not going to discuss. These are the things that have happened, but we're not sure we need to spend too long discussing them, <laughs> such as uh, what I've got. Uh, Norwich got off to a flyer. Yeah, I mean, yeah, all right, whatever. It's one game. It means nothing. Um, championship refereeing. Well, that was, that was lovely to see more championship refereeing. Jim's applauding for the, for the benefit of the camera there. Uh, Norwich should have had... <laughs> handball indeed um, I did check over the new handball guidelines they're also something I'm not going to talk yeah. about um, but uh, the referee obviously said Norris should have had two penalties um, but didn't give them so he apologised immediately to Daniel Farker so Daniel Farker says uh, kind of one of those things where I don't know if that's exactly what the referee would have said but it's certainly what Daniel Farker heard him say <laughs> so that's good um, and I haven't even written down here Todd Campwell's elbow people see that? Oh yeah, yeah the, the, nice, the, the Huddersfield fans were a little bit they, they felt he should have gone. Yeah, I, th- I think they, they, they analysed it on the, on, on the post-match, um, on, on the post-match stuff on, on, on Quest. And yeah, it, um, it, it looked probably, if I think if VAR had been around and had another look at it, I, I, I think, yeah, he could have been in, in a little bit of trouble there. But it's, it's one of those where you see it full speed. But once you sort of slow things down, you think maybe, yeah. I mean, full full speed. I thought it was six and one, but then I saw the replay and I was like, "Yeah, that, that, he's not that he's not that sort of player." But I tell you what, it was that sort of challenge. But we're not <laughs> yeah. going to talk about that. Um, uh, anything you guys don't want to talk about, Steve? Uh, I guess I'd not like to talk about uh, Timu Puki. I, I feel like he, you know, his his display was one that's probably under more scrutiny than anyone else's, and. I thought he, I don't know, I can't work out whether he had a good game or not, but ultimately set up the winner and with unselfish play. So um, pleased yeah. that he's back setting up goals of not scoring him. Exactly. Why would we sit here? Crit- yeah, too right. And you know what? His composure for that goal, I thought was brilliant. It looked really easy. So people like, probably aren't willing to give it credit. And then there was a load of storm. Like, well, we've got to drop him now, haven't we? Well, no, not really. No, <laughs> I'm not going to talk about that. Um, fans aren't allowed in the, stadiums um or stadia um i mean that wasn't going to be the case but it's now definitely not going to be the case for a little bit longer um which is a shame because norwich have gone to a lot of trouble to create a situation where they could look at it happening again and they've obviously had to postpone all that um i can assure you from being at these football matches which obviously i'm incredibly privileged to be in that situation um you are all hideously missed um and i do want to say that but we're not going to talk about the rest of it because it's a bit depressing, really. Um, Jim, is there anything you don't want to talk about? Um, on El Hernandez, I think, and whether we're maybe going to um, see a little bit more of him. Um, we didn't really get to get much of a chance last season, uh, did we? I, I think I think he was the one, probably the one biggest disappointment um for, for me that we didn't really get to see the see the best of him um and he's got you know new haircut um and you know and i think that uh, that could be a real real good uh, good outlet for um good outlet for uh, for norwich and um why isn't he in the cuban national team no one wants to talk about that do they yeah well well 
I have to say there was a there was a very good piece. I don't know if I should plug this, but there was a very good piece on the BBC yeah. Sport website about all that, which I was a bit disappointed about because I was desperate to do that myself. <laughs> um, um, I went to Cuba on my honeymoon, but no one needs to know that either. I'm not going to talk about that. A brilliant country. <laughs> um, um, but there we go. Uh, plus, Anel's bulked up. I th- he I, has on mm-hmm. Sat on Saturday. I looked at him. I thought, "You look huge." He looks. Whether he's now too heavy, I don't well, know. Well, yeah, isn't he? He, a bit like. Yeah, it's, it, but he, the, the way the defender bounced off him in the first half, it maybe it'll be a good thing. He, he was another player who was who was fantastic in the fantastic in the championship, like you know, and Steepleman and, and um, Frantic as well. And I just don't think we got to see the best of them last season. So that's you know one thing I don't want us to be talking about. <laughs> Where have they gone missing again? Well, I've got here fans. Not uh, I've got here a lot of unhappy players. Question mark. That was something I was not going to talk about um, on the real time part of the athletic app which if you are a subscriber or if you just want to download the athletic app you should do it subscriber or not get involved because we can do live commentary on news and tell you what's happening um, i listed all of the players who didn't travel there's a remarkable list of outfield players that didn't even travel but some of them were injured of course but not for particularly long and yeah poor old marco one, mario one that stood out for me is, is jakob Sorensen because he, he wasn't on the bench either was he was he is he carrying an injury or is he just uh, still behind rip and tetty in the yeah, well, we're not we're not obviously going to talk about it, but um, he um, Daniel Farker sowed that seed on Friday. I thought because he made a point of saying that Jack, Jacob Sorensen had been away on international duty, had basically um, not played a single minute of football and not trained at the level he would have done if he had been back at Norwich. And from that point, I thought, well, he's not travelling because you've you've already got so many players, you're not going to take him. So I think he was just doing some fitness work and. Um, but I mean, whether he's then in the squad for the three, he's not. The other thing I was not going to talk about is the under 23s because Norwich's under 23s are currently playing as we record. They're playing at Colney or if you want to call it the Lotus Training Centre, you can. Uh, they are currently three. Oh, no, it's finished. Three nil. They beat Reading. Um, the probably most interesting part of that, although I shouldn't really talk about it, is uh, that Norwich's 11 included um, Melvin City, Josip Drumic from whence he came. Um, I wouldn't read that into him suddenly getting a first team looking again. Uh, and Denel Sanani. Um, Drumic scored. Uh, I think he also helped set one up for Sam McCullum. And um, Andrew Omobamadeli, uh, the centre-back, scored the opener. So there you go. Uh, Omobamadeli, by the way, is a very good young prospect. I like mm. him a lot from what I've seen. But we're not going to talk about that. This podcast is brought to you by Hims. If you haven't heard of them, they're basically your best mate when it comes to those tricky men's health problems. Balding is an awkward topic for men, yet a lot of us start to lose our hair before we hit 40. And the best way to take control of hair loss is to do something about it while you still have some. Hims was created to make it easier for guys to seek care, especially guys who avoid seeing their doctor in person for awkward health conversations. Not everyone wants to have personal conversations face-to-face with a stranger in a white coat. So Hims connects you to real doctors online, which could save you hours. It's completely confidential and discreet. You'll get a proper consultation and they'll give you sound advice on what you can do to help your hair before it's too late. It couldn't be easier to book your free consultation. Just go to forhims.co.uk forward slash athletic. That's F-O-R Hims dot co dot uk forward slash athletic on to our uh, centerfold this week um where we we could not have talked about adamida but that felt like it would have been a bit harsh 
and uh, and Daniel Farker made the point he was going to take all of the all of the the headlines. So we probably should. I mean, I want to flag this up as well because um, off the back of his hat trick against Preston at Preston in the FA Cup, which was the first time he played against a Championship side, of course, albeit a changed one. Um, I wrote a big feature about his background and and how he sort of come to be a part of Norwich's first team, which is the point where he was just what was his first team debut properly, I think, wasn't it? Or no, because he started at Crawley in the Cup, Crawley. so his his second start for the for the for the first team. Um, but be yeah, brilliant that he'd got to that point and made it a really good positive impact. Um, and then also over um, the close season, uh, I had to come up with a piece on a breakthrough star this season. And whether he's really a breakthrough star, I don't know. But you, you have to be at a certain point to really break into Daniel Farker's squad. And generally, you've already been training and, and you're not necessarily a surprise, but you then get your go. So Adam Eder was the one I nominated for that. So I was obviously delighted when he scored the winning goal um, off off of the bench. Um, in the same week that he made Jim his... His, uh, his Ireland debut with two starts as well. Well, I think it was, it was actually un, un, um, unlucky. I caught, caught a little bit of that Ireland game and, and there were a couple of, he was getting himself in good positions and, and um, you know, certainly on, on another night, a couple of cutbacks and he would have probably, you know, got off the mark. But um, I really like him, um, I have to say. And I, I was surprised that at the back end of last season, certainly after Project Restart, why we just didn't say, right, you know, okay, to maybe you know give yourself a break and you know Joseph well the you know, jury's still out um, on, on that one and and just just play with Edar you know and just 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 play Adam up play Adam up front um, uh, because he would have learned so much I think during those you know short games um, yeah and I, I say just let let him loose on let him loose on the championship um, he's young hungry very talented you know old, old centre forward um, holds the ball up you know really well. And, um, you know, if he can add that little bit of positional sense to his game. Um, and they looked like he, he got really taken out, didn't he, by the Huddersfield defender when he put that ball in. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's, it's fantastic. And, and, you know, we've got, you know, a young talent that, that we can put in, um, you know, when perhaps the, 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 the more regular strikers aren't, aren't doing it. And so that was just a bit of a disappointment last season that, that we didn't really see more of him. But hopefully... We'll see a lot more of him this season with a lot more goals in the championship. It was a, it was a great thirty seconds, wasn't it? If it that much for Richard Stearman, <laughs> and probably wasn't even that much. But um, I mean, a great finish. Uh, he's such a clearly confident, natural goal scorer, and I, 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 he definitely could have played more minutes at the end of last season. But uh, I guess Steve, it was you know a time to. I think Daniel was just desperate for Josip Drimic to make some sort of positive impact, and and obviously it never yeah. came. But it was like he was just sort of stuck trying um and so this is this is it's it's fascinating isn't it that that daniel kind of said that he had to have a word in in adam's ear or actually have a go at him for for the the quality of his performances in training last week um so to then give him the go ahead of jordan hugill i suppose was quite interesting and, and also then daniel backing the sort of team spirit behind adam scoring the goal and everyone getting along which i'm sure daniel would be very keen to pedal but said a lot that adam got that got that first go as, as the first change, really. Yeah, and I, I think credit to Farker on this one as well, because that's not a position that um, Hernandez, for all the good work that he does do, is, is going to get in. You know, if, if, if Puki cutting it in into the centre, I'm, I'm not sure Hernandez is going to be there, although Plajeta was, was coming up pretty fast behind him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Brilliant video, um, by the way. I, I mean, I, I I agree. I think he probably should have got more time at the back end of last season. Uh, incidentally, I think we're all de- we're all desperate for Josip Dimitri to start making an impact, but as you say, it never came. Um, but 
uh, I, I probably wasn't quite as I didn't quite get on the bandwagon in terms of him impressing me as much as it, he did with some other people. But fact of the matter is, and you alluded to it before, Michael, he's now played two championship teams and um, he scored four goals in those in those two games, one of which he's come off the bench. So um, I think we're going to see a lot of him at this level. I think we might see quite a bit of him actually playing off the left um, and coming yeah. off the bench in the same way that he did on Saturday. But also, you know, I'm with you. I think Puki is is still very much number one and, and deserves to be so, and he you know should get should get every opportunity. But if he's not scoring, then a question does need to be asked. And I think I think Ida probably does come in because Hugel is such a different player. Whereas I think Ida is the option is is the kind of if you want to play the same way, but you don't want to play Puki. I think Ida is is the man. Yeah, I would agree with that. And and I did ask Adam about that sort of te- te- tactical flexibility, the fact that, because when he first came on, he did sit on the left and then it took a little while before they basically went two up top in the end. But fair play to Daniel then in that instance, because he could quite easily have gone, well, it's not really working. I'll bring on I'll bring on um, Shemek Poeta and, and put him on wide and I'll just switch Temu for Adam. <laughs> but he didn't. He left Temu on. And um, so, you know, for, for the criticism Daniel gets sometimes of not making... Um, proactive changes I mean that one worked albeit with the help of a ludicrous back pass obviously and and the other thing just to, to add and he as you say he played twice for Ireland um they may not have a, a plethora of really good centre forwards but uh, I think Michael Obafemi at Southampton was left out of the squad and obviously he's a Premier League striker that has scored goals so for someone like Stephen Kenny who's quite an exciting young manager albeit didn't get two great results um over the international break to put his faith in either like that and for Farker to do the same obviously he's, he's clearly got something we just haven't seen it yet. Well, it, only in flashes. So I think it's exciting to think that we probably will. It's a really interesting one with Obafemi. I remember reading that while I was going through some of the stuff with Ida and I think Stephen Kenny doesn't, doesn't feel Obafemi can play up top. So he sees him as a winger. Um, and I think he feels like he has probably got better options at that position at the moment, which is why he got left out. So, um, but I mean, there's a bit of me that wonders if it's just a little bit too soon for him internationally, I have to say, and that, you know, Stephen Kenny's just gone in and doing what he knows, which is I'm going to promote all the 21s and it's a long-term project and we'll see how we go, which maybe you can do internationally. It's, it's obviously a different game to club management, but... Um, but it doesn't kind of phase him, though, being thrown into that. No. That can, that, can, can, that can be a real strength as well. I mean, if you look at... I know you can't compare the calibre of the player, but if you look at the impact that, you know, young Wayne Rooney and Michael Owen... You know, Robbie Keane have, have all made. You know, when when you're that young and you're that hungry and that you know, and, and you you do have that raw talent, then you know, going to these places is is not going to phase you. And, and and I think, as you know, Steve said, that's that's why it was disappointing that you know he, he didn't get a chance to you know show what he could have done in, in you know in, in in the Premier League at the back end of last season. And of course, um, Adam Eder may well get some minutes against Preston again at Carrow Road on Saturday. Alec Neil. Um, and his Preston side come back. The latest Alec Neal reunion with Norwich is obviously very exciting, but we're not going to talk about that. Um, and uh, it, it was a point, uh, case in point that after Ida got his hat trick at Deepdale, I think Alec would have loved to have taken him on loan. But I think that Patrick simultaneously made sure that wasn't going to wasn't going to happen, which is probably a good point in the end because um, he wouldn't have been able to play for Norwich in Project Restart. Um, so he actually did quite well for for that uh, for how that all panned out um, in what, of course, were fairly. Uh, horrendous circumstances wouldn't it be great if every clothing store you shopped at had only your size the styles you like and everything at the price you want well stitch fix is a company focused on doing just that 
It's an online personal styling company that makes getting the clothes you love simple. It's a completely different way to shop and it's all about you. To get started, go to stitchfix.co.uk slash on the ball to set up your profile and they'll deliver great looks personalised for you. You'll pay a £10 styling fee for each fix, which is credited towards anything you keep. Schedule at any time with no subscription. Delivery and returns are completely free and easy, so you can always send back items that aren't right for you. Get started with Stitch Fix today by going to stitchfix.co.uk forward slash on the ball right now. And make sure you use our show name to support our podcast. Great stuff, gents, uh, as always. Uh, I will be at Carroll Road on Saturday for Preston's visit for The Athletic, of course, so make sure you keep an eye out on the app and website for all my live and considered Norwich City uh, content, our match day discussion page, and plenty more besides. As I said earlier, get subscribed. We've got a great offer on The Athletic at the moment. Uh, but that is our time. Uh, on the Ball will be with you every step of the way this season, so make sure you subscribe via your podcast player of choice. Uh, the podcast is available free for everyone to hear on your usual podcast player and ad-free to subscribers of The Athletic via the app. If you like what we're doing, leave a review and a rating wherever you can and uh, please spread the word of our efforts across the Norwich City world. If you'd like to get in touch with us, ask questions or propose a topic for us to cover, just sling me a tweet or direct message on Twitter at Michael J. Bailey is the handle. In the meantime, a huge thank you to Steve. Thank you very much, Steve. Cheers, Michael. Pleasure as always. And Jim, thank you very much for coming on this season. We will we'll see you again very soon as well, I hope. Yes, definitely. We look forward to it. Yeah. Uh, top stuff. Uh, we're back again next week for another On The Ball, a Norwich City podcast from The Athletic. Until then, never mind the danger. <sighs> so uh, there we go. That's our second pod of the season done, which means I can now welcome you all, our Twitterkers, to our wits end, uh, either I'm welcoming you back, which is lovely, or this is your first time and you've accidentally stumbled across our secret club or it's been pointed um, out to you and, and you've arrived in this direction on the quiet, which is great too. Uh, to make sense of what this is, well, just go and listen to On The Ball podcast number 42, which went live on September the 8th. We've all explained it there and I don't really want to explain it every week. So just go back to that podcast and you'll be able to explain it all. Uh, Wits End Housekeeping. I uh, very quickly realized after last week's unveiling uh, that to make this truly interactive with you guys, we do need a form of communication. Uh, so we have our own secret email address, which is twitterkers, twitter, K-E-R-S, at iCloud.com. Twitterkers at iCloud.com. Dot com. Uh, it's so secret, it's not even an official athletic email address. Um, so now you guys out there have a direct line of secret communication with us, and we can obviously communicate back. Twitterkers at iCloud.com. I mean, we may not reply. What we'll do is reply through the podcast. But obviously, yeah, that's the way to do it, right? Thanks, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we, first time on the Wits End, Steve. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, you know, I was, I was there at the. Uh, the, the brain curry. trust meeting the famous curry <laughs> yeah the, let's call it the curry yeah that's probably more accurate can you uh, um, so i was going to make a big thing of the names we we were going to come up with this but we we couldn't and then i forgot them all can you remember any of the names we ditched uh fair and loathing was fair and loathing but i couldn't get the second came, part of the pun I, I feel like it, it it kind of ended up being just 
us saying Norwich City players. So I feel like just you saying Julian Brellier at one point yeah. came up. And, well, we and had like, a ju- judge. I mean, Judge and Drew. Oh, yeah. Obviously, we <laughs> yeah. tried and actually, tested. Did we ever say Judge and Drury? Because that, that might have worked. But Oh, I, you know. I definitely would have done. That was like an open well, yeah. goal, that one, I think. Jim, welcome to Wits End. Hello. Looking He's excited. it's not very long don't worry um there is no script for the next 10 minutes or so although we've probably got about six now um no flagging up what we're talking about outside world um it doesn't have to be about norwich city the themes will never come to an end (laughs) we can revisit and add to them whenever i'm just going to have a sort of a rough list and we'll always come back to them the only rule is that this club is our secret so you'll never see any of us Twitterkers speak of its section on social media that the hashtags being included sometimes but no one ever says what it is it's just sort of there yeah and it's not because we don't like it we love no it. this is it you know this is so know, that's oh, the so, beauty of it right i'm so excited and obviously there's a lot of explaining going on in these first ones because we want you all <laughs> to know what it is when you listen and stumble across it because a lot of people will have just heard the goodbyes and then just thought we probably left the play button in silence for which would be your fault editor ad <laughs> um uh, so um but no look it's secret club um so yes um you we well, might see us use the hashtag twitterkers but we won't we won't be drumming up for for suggestions or come in and join us none of that um we're not touting for engagement this is only for those who discover it um I did want to offer a couple of early kudos points to Steve P on my match day blog on Saturday at Huddersfield, who asked, is there an email address for your Scottish right back project? <laughs> which I kind of appreciated, uh, which of course we do now have Twitterkers at iCloud.com. Um, anything you want to say, get in touch with us. Uh, Brendan, he uh, had a rough start of a discussion uh, or oh, we had a rough start. Sorry, we had a rough start. Then we have a discussion last week on who Norwich's most underrated player in the last 10 years should be. That was inspired by Stephen Whittaker, but presumably at central midfield rather than right back, where of course he was hugely rated and a Wembley winner. So there's yeah. not many of those in a Norwich shirt. And he's, um, and he's got a section of a podcast named after him now. So well, if that's not rated. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, his suggestion was Cameron Jerome, most underrated player, Norwich mm. player in the last 10 years, Jim. You know what? I I I loved Cameron Jerome. I I I I thought he you know he 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 fitted in he fitted in perfectly, and he was just I don't know it, it just it just didn't work out for him, did it? I mean, when he well, didn't know, when he it? I don't know. I don't think, you know, I thought that's that's you know that's that's a really really good you know really really good signing, and and it's almost a perfect fit. And then you know, yeah, I I I, I mean from that moment at Wembley, wasn't it? You know, I think that really sort of bonded everybody, you know, bonded everybody with him. And um, yeah, I mean, there's been, there's been a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of different, different players, I suppose, who, uh, you know, every, everybody will have their own, in, you know, in, individual, individual one in the, in the different, in the different areas, isn't it? I mean, it, it wasn't Cam's fault that Simon Hooper disallowed his overhead kick against Crystal Palace on the opening day of the season, well, was it? As, I, as, so I said, as I said in the press box then, they didn't disallow Pele's overhead kick and escape to victory, did they? <laughs> exactly. What an example. And I, I think Cameron Drone definitely could have played that role as well. If they remake it in 21st century, I'm, uh, yeah. I'm touting Cam for that. Well, there we go. If anyone wants to name potential Norwich City players for a reworking of the Great Escape, Norwich City version, where they've got a get out of Suffolk, um let's 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 hear it if that's not a wits end topic i don't know what is um, who would be the goalkeeper who'd be sylvester who'd be sylvester yeah, who's be I, we're not we're not we're not discussing it now 
Twitterkers are going to get in touch and let us know. Twitterkers at iCloud.com. There you go. Are you going to say we're not going to talk about that? No, no, we are definitely here. We're never going to talk about it outside of here. That's the thing. I should say, yes, we've used the hashtag Twitterkers. I'm just going to say it again. I might keep saying it. The handle at Twitterkers still doesn't exist. Just saying, if anyone wants to go out there. Although, though I'm thinking if a wrong one gets hold of it and then starts spouting stuff, we, we might get blamed with that. So, yeah, yeah. That, that never happens with Norwich City fans. No, though, no, no. You wouldn't see them do anything dubious on Twitter that then doesn't, then gets reported and, and suspended. Um, uh, we, we did try to think. Um, up more Norwich City puns. Um, and I was trying to do this because I was trying to think of a name for my Premier League Fantasy League team. Um, it reminded me of one of my favourite moments uh, working in my old job at Archam where um, Ryan Jarvis moved to Kilmarnock on loan and I came up with the pun Killyman Jarvo, which is... <laughs> so I, I called that my Fantasy League team. Um, now, I mean, it's not a true pun, I suppose, because Ryan Jarvis had no particular link to the mountain... Kilimanjaro. Did they use it? Did they use Kilimanjaro yeah, in there? Of course they did. did they? Yeah, done that. Well, I suppose um, you wouldn't be talking about it 15 years later if they hadn't written it. Well, that's true, yeah. I I'm sure I've got a copy of it somewhere. Um, one that wasn't quite as good was uh, when Robbie Cowling with the uh, Colchester United MD, was he chief exec, was complaining mm -hmm. about Paul Lambert and, and what have you. Um, and I, I used the headline, Robbie cowering but i don't think that really worked um but that also went in <laughs> that was also really cool. yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> what the selling um, standards like in 2010 <laughs> hey well they, they went that bad but yeah norwich city puns is obviously something you should do in a section like this i'd, I'd really? you know i mean phil mulled wine i know was was a favorite one for christmas that ian clark used to come up with a lot so um favorite norwich puns gents putting you right on the spot um We've, we've, so, so there's a guy in the fantasy league that, that I'm in who always uses a new Norwich City player for his pun. So this oh. year is Mumba number five. Nice. I like yeah, it. not bad. Yeah, if he was number work. five, it would work better, but it's all right. And then <laughs> yeah, true. Last year was Byron Burger, if I remember right. I mean, that's, that's <laughs> not yeah, great. No, but there's a freshness um, to it. You know, you can't yes, yeah, yeah. Ryan Jarvis and Phil Mulryan, Ryan, God bless them. Um, One of them, literally. Okay. <laughs> Could you have like, I don't know, rep, rep to no good? That, that seems to work on a number of levels. You well, know? I'm, I'm, sure if, I'm sure a few people might join in with that sentiment. Um, well, there we go. Norris City around Dermich. It must be something. Dermich and... Well, Dr. Mike. I, I think that might be a talking Norris City Mike. one, but they, they, could, they call him <laughs> Dr. Mike, which as he's got a flourishing music career is just absolutely perfect. So, um, and DJ, Dr. Mike man. scored tonight, of course. So he will be, Dr. He, Mike scored he will, tonight. he will, he will be celebrating probably by writing a new song. Um, so get your Norris city puns in if you want to, no pressure. Uh, agony aren't questions. We want those, but we're running out of time. So we won't go through any of those now or make them up ourselves. <laughs> they, they don't have to be Norwich supporting related, but that might be the best, best line. Just email them in, but they can be general life. You know, we're, I want to provide a service in Wits End to our members. I think that's sort of a part yeah, of what yeah. we should do. Here to help. And the all other thing, three. what's that? All three of the members. All three. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, we've we've had <laughs> contact. We've already had contact. And it's growing, Jim. There'll, there'll be new members every week. That's the thing. That's the joy about it. Um, so Agony Aunt Questions was one. And another one was the, which player you'd have on the back of your shirt. And I say this as someone who's got a white Norwich away shirt with Raider Ward on the back. Who'd you have on the back of your shirt, Steve? Jim, Jim. Uh, As Jim first. Sorry, Steve. I'm going, yeah, I'm going Jim. Probably me, I think, a couple of times. Oh. Um, someone said, oh, 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 did you, you, you're the one who gave away that handball in the 85th 
final I said no, that's my dad. Um, <laughs> no, who was, who, was, who was the one? I, it wasn't my dad, by the police don't. Yeah. <laughs> was it your brother? I was trying to work out yeah. if I was allowed to mention your brother. No, well, no, that's, well, that's for, yeah, that, that would be a good trivia, wouldn't it? Um, see if anyone does anyone, does anyone out there know, know Jim's who Jim's brother is? He's famous. Well, off of off of the nineties. Off of the nineties. Famous off of the nineties. If anyone gets it, email your suggestions. You might know twitterkers at iCloud.com. Yeah. It's amazing. Yes. Number name. Um I guess probably yeah. Would it been would it have been Flecky, someone like that? Oh know. yeah. Why not? Probably maybe have been, yeah. I mean, we didn't really do, didn't really have names on shirts and that really did it until, you know, I'm showing my age now. Gone a bit um, nostalgic now. Yeah. I always have an argument with my son about, um, about having names on the back of the shirts. I mean, he had, you know, this season, you know, 12, uh, you know, he he had Jamal's number. And, you know, you have to kind of break it to him and, you know, say, well, um, okay, I'll get the new shirt and I'll put, I'll put Godfrey on there. I'll put Timu, possibly, maybe. I said, I'll tell you what, if you really want to make sure that someone's not going to leave, stick Tets on the back. I said, is yeah. he going to That's so, nice because that, that, that could have that gone, uh, it could have been a worse answer that you threw at him there. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Tets, I love Tets. We're all Tets it, fans here. There is, there wasn't there that time Brad Bradley Johnson? That someone saw Bradley Johnson shirt yeah. and they got, got flogged. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, that, that was uh, that was um, yeah. uh, Derby's game. God, we went to Derby City, didn't you? Of course. Um, uh, brilliant. Well, I think I know. I know the joke. It's a joke, Steve. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> uh, Bradley Johnson said it in his interview when he signed for, for Derby and then got loads of stick for it. Um, I, I don't know if he's lived it down yet, but he's not there anymore, so he's probably forgiven. Uh, right, I think. I think. Well, didn't he? I saw that. Didn't he see the John? Did Bradley did I see that right? Bradley Johnson cracked one in the other. He day? did indeed at Bournemouth. Um, questionable goalkeeping. Yes, yeah. but we're not taking nothing in in nothing cle- from true football. Rock. Football yeah. cliches form. We're taking nothing away from the strike. Um, it was brilliant. There we go. Um, Right, we're going to keep track of all the subjects we talk about. We will revisit them. Fling anything you want at us. Twitter's membership, a Twitterker's membership is uh, is for life, um, providing what's said in Wits End State of Intent. Uh, so whenever you listen and want to get in touch, uh, do so via the email. Uh, we will be waiting. Um, so I'm just going to say uh, goodbye. Um, cheers, Jim. Thank you. No, it's a pleasure. And I look forward to coming out and answering anyone who gets that, who gets that, um, who gets that quiz question correct. So. Oh, I love it. Uh, Steve, thank you so much. Yeah, that's the most exciting bit. It, honestly, that is definitely the best bit of, of Twitter because this week, who is Jim's brother? I, I love can't it. wait for. I can't wait for the suggestions. <laughs> yeah, get the suggestions in. We'll, we will literally read them all out because this is your section <laughs> as much as ours. Uh, thank you all, Twitterkers. Um, we'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.